course, of course. Well, Craig is on. Have we done an announcement yet, anybody? We know that Kane's not attending tonight, do we? I haven't read anything from him. Uh, I don't know that for sure, no. I'm pretty sure that he won't attend uh, this week, but we'll ask out next week. In that case, let's kick off. The status of V2X has been put in the GovCall chat. Uh, we can talk through that briefly. I'm sure you can all read it. Uh, I know there's a couple of other topics that the, I'm sure the council would love to discuss. So happy to do the working progress update relatively succinctly and then head over to council. Ale, are you happy to kick that off if there's nothing else the council wanted to discuss first? Sure. Um, I think Mark will join a bit later, but I have the context. Oh, uh, so let's see. Set 252. It was sent uh, for audit today after an internal uh, co-review by the team, we gave it an okay and we send it to the auditor who should be doing a, a deep audit this week. Other than that, we're preparing the run sheet for a release. So that's 252. Uh, if there are no questions, I'll move on. I guess we I guess the next vote that through in order to avoid wasting money on auditing. Hmm, that's a good point. You just put that up right, Caleb. Yeah, I, I posted it up for vote. Um if it's not approved, then I'd be surprised, of course, you know. <laughs> because no one uh, stated uh, uh, that they were against it. It was more contentious on the other step related to um, uh, how do we distribute SUSD rewards between the both chains. But uh, 252 is kind of standard. It was uh, maybe more of a formality to vote on it since there was no objection. Anyway, it won't go live until everyone's uh, voted on it and it's approved, of course. Yeah, let's vote uh, for, for the time being. I'm not going to stop the audit. 
Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, uh, so moving on, uh, I think the next um, important one is SIP 229, the SUS enabling the SUSD bridge. Um, so this has several areas of discussion. We did a little evaluation of uh, how hard it would be to, to introduce some sort of rate limiter. And we arrived to the conclusion that it would not be a trivial matter, mainly because of the asynchronicity between chains. It's, there's a lot of situations that you don't want to be in if you introduce um, this feature. So we think it should be a separate SIP. Um, then we, we also did a bit of uh, an internal analysis on, on the risk increase that it would imply. Uh, and we understand that it increases the, the surface uh, area of risk, right? By a bit, because it, if someone managed to take over optimism, for example, um, they would be able to mint SUSD on L1. Um, but our general idea is that if, if, if someone was able to do this uh, with or without this bridge, we would, already, we would also be, already be in a lot of trouble, right? Um, if they would be, for example, if the, the L2 instance exploded for some reason, it would cause a, a lot of damage on L1 anyway. So our point is that uh, if we do move to it, we are pretty much uh, on the same security model that we are right now. So our conclusion is to, to report this to the council and, and let the council decide. If we want to just enable it, or if you would prefer to enable it later with this other SIP that has uh, some sort of uh, rate limiting mechanism that we need to research, uh, assess, and develop. And the, before I let you talk about it, the other thing uh, we, I wanted to say about 229 is that we will probably need to um, write another SIP for us to, to, to make our bridges compatible with optimism, right? And that's not a complicated one. It's just um, some wrapper contracts that don't even have special uh, access to, to our system contracts, uh, which makes our bridges compatible with optimism. The, the part that is important for the council, I guess, is if we do, suppose we do, activate the SUSD bridge right now, I think it would actually help to, to not enable the optimism part just yet for some sort of like internal use and then activate the bridge after it has been used for a while. I mean, um, enable optimism compatibility after it has been, has been used for a while. So this one has, I think, three fronts that need to be considered. Bye.
Okay. So, so it's like um, you're you're leaving it up to the council to decide whether to go ahead with the bridge as is or to wait for the next SIP that would yes. address concerns on risk-related uh, matters such as the rate limit. Is there something else other than the rate limit? Something else in what sense? In terms of concerns about um, security of the bridge, like that—that's the—that's the idea that's pending implementation. Is there something else that's pending? Uh, no, just this optimism compatibility that is actually, in my opinion, kind of nice not to have for the time being because it's sort of like under the radar. For Does a while it open more? Uh more uh, uh, leeway for bad actors to take advantage if we don't have this? Uh... I think I think so, because it would show up in, in like official, in other bridge uh, UIs, let's say. Other it than would show UI up in more purposes. UIs. Uh, other than UI purposes, I mean, does it... Um create uh, more surface area for attack if we don't uh, have the uh, alternative uh, uh, bridge contracts. Yes, it does, but in my opinion, marginally. So the attack vector is to take control of the optimism, optimism sequencer, private keys, right? If someone did that today without the SUSD bridge, it would be catastrophic for our L2 instance and uh, many other protocols. And I would say Ethereum to a certain level because it would uh, mean like the failure of an L2, which hasn't happened yet, even though there has been hacks to bridges. Uh, would if someone what? go ahead? Uh, if someone managed to to exploit this right now, it would cause a lot of damage. And sincerely, I don't know if um, synthetics would be very well after that event and other protocols as well. So putting now, uh, like uh, the end of day scenarios aside, um, how long yeah. does it take for the new SIPs uh, that address these concerns to be um, materialized and worked on do you yeah but i mean well, the attack vector i just described is without this uh without activating the sdsd bridge what i'm trying to say is that if we activated the bridge and that scenario happened it would be worse because someone would be able to mint not only like uh do all sorts of things on, on L2, right? They would also be able to mint uh, SUSD on L1, potentially, yeah, sure. right? So it's worse. Um, but in my opinion, that scenario is so catastrophic that um, the difference in risk we would be assuming is marginal. And, and now, and how long the, would it take to, to develop, you were asking, yes. how long would it yeah. take to research? Well, I think we would, we just, uh, we would need a week 
to assess, a week to implement, and possibly another week to 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 audit. It's not a simple thing. It's a complex mechanism. It, it implies it's, it's synchronous logic between the in instances. If yeah. we approve the the bridge implementation without the rate limiter, um, would you still plan to do the rate limiter, or <laughs> or would the plan to just be like ignore it then to save the work, or would you still? Uh, I like if you ask me, or. Are you asking the yeah. CCs or are you, or are you asking the council? Or, I guess who the CCs, I guess, what, what the recommended path forward would be, because I think that work needs to be got done, it sounds like, regardless of if we push for the SUSD bridge to go live with or without it, it sounds still like quite important. Hmm. Well, it's a it's a very good point, and I think the CCs would have to discuss it uh, as well as the, the ESC. Um, but it's probably a good idea to, to do it. I think. Yeah, I mean, I it sounds. I I don't know that I I, I think about it, but I sounds like quite an additional risk. It, it's one thing for everything on L2 to get toasted, but to still be, mm -hmm. you know, survive that event is, that it seems like could be the difference. I don't know that it's super wise to go forward without it. I don't know how anybody else feels. I mean, obviously we want it implemented, but. So, so if you propose it up for both, how, how would you put on it early yourself? Would you like, uh... Go for it, or would you like wait uh, for the um, security measures to be in place? I would vote yes, uh, and then put a little CC work to follow up on the on optimism security model, just to be aware. Okay. Are we able to initiate transfers as a protocol rather than as individuals prior to? Um, tackling this problem in order to, say, address the peg by some means through loans issued on layer one. Can you repeat uh, this as question? Far as I, I think that, that, let me try to interpret. Um, I think that you mean that, can we limit who can do this to the PDA and use it ourselves for a while? Yeah, just because the layer one and the layer two SUSD price differs. And in the meantime, while we're waiting, if we take a more kind of security cautious approach, um, if we have PDAO initiated transfers of SUSD liquidity across, we can at least tackle one problem whilst waiting for this security driven by um, rate limiting to be beefed up. Well, if it, if, it, if, if it is a financial tool that would help us a lot, it's probably a good idea to, to add a little function in that is enabled um, at all times. It allows the, the PDAO to, to do it at any time, even if, it's, if the feature is disabled for public use. 
Because it goes against uh, maybe the spirit of the implementation of allowing for permissionless uh, bridging of tokens. I mean, we're talking about a switch to turn it on and off again. It's already heavily permissioned. Uh, sure, but like assuming that you only allow PDAO to bridge tokens. Then, yeah, well, um, the extra security is being implemented through rate limiting. Because, I mean, we're talking about a three-week period, which I, if it reduces I think, I, the yeah. risk of catastrophic failure even marginally. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, three weeks, by the way, I don't buy three weeks, you know, like given my experience with SIPs, uh, I say it's six weeks or 12 weeks even at mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. At the best. Yeah, so that's not a uh, the, the 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 estimate I gave was like assuming that we don't have any other stuff right now, it yeah, would take that long. But I'm not sure when we could we could start. So I'd say like three that months. And I think even if you wanted to add a PDAO ability to bridge tokens, regardless of uh, bridge being on or off. I think that would also require some development work because the contracts that are on chain are not made for that. So I don't it, think it would be very complicated to do that. Uh, of course, it won't be too complicated. But uh, <laughs> then we dive into the code and we see, oh, okay, there's like twenty other things you have to make sure that they don't don't implode, and it becomes a bit more complicated. Okay. But um, you can't just wave a it's complicated flag if um, Ali's saying it wouldn't be that complicated. <laughs> so I mean, all um, you need to do to to initiate a relay is send a message to the to the messenger, but uh, we're not allowing that messenger message to be sent because the feature is turned off. So if you had another function that bypasses that check, the message comes out. But, uh, but it, it would need another only owner check. So it might be pretty simple to implement. Now that could be a quick a quick win. Although the community would say that uh, EDAO is profiting by buying SUSD cheaply on L1 and selling, selling it uh, a bit more expensive on L2. Yeah, but I mean, the PDAO is not a person, it's the protocol. Well, yeah, true, but uh, it's a protocol, but it's not stakers, you know? I mean, the concern that we tend to be hearing more is that the peg has broken rather than I'm unable to send my SUSD across in order to arb this difference. Sure, sure. Uh, There is a difference of... uh... 1%, 1%, right? Between L1 and L2. That could be armed with a couple of million being bridged, yeah. True. All right, I'll 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 set it up for a vote to see uh, maybe um, how willing are participants because Ali seems to be okay with it, to go with it as is. And I don't know about the 
rest of the council, but if we set it up for a vote. Can you um, make sure the vote includes mention of the avenue of privileged access for the PDAL? Sure, sure. That, that would require more work and another uh, SIP, most likely. So it will be not uh, as uh, straightforward as it can be done by tomorrow. Uh, just the addition of an OR within the SIP that you're proposing putting forward, because if you lack that context, I mean, we have two people from the council missing at the moment, and then let's say this sure, sure. back to this recording yeah. before that vote is issued, then it somewhat undermines the ability of that vote to be conducted or begin with due process having been carried out. Sure, I can set up three options, whether we go with current uh, bridge as is, two, whether we um, uh, have a PDAO-only functionality that allows for bridging while In we the... wait for security, yeah. or or three, whether we do the security. Now, you will have a bit of, um, uh, like, the votes won't be, like, official. It's just uh, to gather sentiment. It's a pro. Until, uh... What's your feeling on, on privileged Ali, during the interim period while the um, rate limiting is being worked on? So, sorry, what? Do you think that the privileged approach in which the PDAL is able to submit transactions across the bridge um, while the limiting function is being worked on is, is a compromise that you would be in favor of? Well, uh, my strength is technical and not as much in the financial side, right? Um, from the technical the side, excuse, I can see I, it, it's, it's, it's easy. But if you guys that have a better understanding of the, how much it would help the protocol and think it would help the protocol a lot, then I would say yes. Which bet would help the protocol? The enabling the, the SUSE transfer uh, via the protocol. But <laughs> I don't know like, the, how big the benefit of that is. It lo it will lower the, the peg is peg, yeah. over on yeah. L1 as well. That like it it could help some, but like obviously it's not getting fixed on L1 either. Around. Yeah, and I I think it um you know like if you if you, the the difference is not maybe the one percent because you could buy a lot uh, of SUSD on L1 with a 1% uh, premium and more than enough to uh, drop the SUSD maybe peg on L2 back to parity because there's a lot more SUSD on L1 than L1 and on L2. So it won't just go by down by 1%, it could go down to parity effectively. And the ecosystem partners are more concerned with L2 than L1, right? Okay, so I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Lyra is more concerned with the L2 peg than the L1 peg, correct? Um, yeah, I mean, that certainly has more of an impact. I don't see why um, PDAO would push it any further than 
1.01 just because that would then be a negative arb for them. Um, and I also think like if the peg is off on L1 as well, it just says that there's a supply issue. I mean, yeah, arbing it down would be great, but I don't want to like have a huge um, security compromise to <laughs> um, save 1%. Um, you know, if it, it seems like but compromise <laughs> wouldn't be huge uh, in terms of risk and in terms of uh, engineering work. I, I don't think it would be huge. Yeah, yeah I think like the per permissioned uh, approach sounds more reasonable to me. Um, but I certainly think like just as um, like an overall approach to the situation it, it sounds like the rate limiter is something that is r regardless of the status of the SIP is something that should be implemented to to be um you know as complete as possible in your implementation sounds like but but i agree like maybe, maybe the permission approach for pdao is is a good compromise And just to add, like the rate, uh, rate limiter would not only be complicated, but it would kind of suck uh, in terms of UX. Yeah, but if, if you don't, and, and I'm, not, I'm kind of saying this like outside of the context of whether or not we approve a permissioned version of this, but like if you don't ever implement the rate limiter, then we're just always going to die if optimism does is my understanding maybe i'm off and the argument is that it would be very bad anyways but i think there's quite a difference between very bad and catastrophic i mean in in, in my opinion um i'm super biased towards moving just being aggressive and move, moving to B3. And as far as I understand, B3 is gonna uh, live on L2. So if optimism blows up, um, yeah, okay. it, it's, it's really bad anyway. So it's, it's, it's the, the risk delta is very small and it's assuming a, a, a catastrophic situation. So for me, it's, it's more worth to to just dive into optimism security model and prove that and not limit not use any rate limiter if it would be if it would be my call i would do that it's taken a while to tease that out yeah Uh, okay. So maybe next steps to get the SIP together. I think we need to, to to have like a sentiment from the council after this information has been laid out, and and then after the sentiment we can have an idea of uh, of what we need to do. I'll set up. Yeah, so uh, in favor of the permission one, I think the 
absence of a rate limiter overall is like maybe a bigger <laughs> discussion over time, I guess. Because V3 is still kind of a big question mark on when that will be. And like, I know that the idea is for everything to live on L2, but there's certain functions that are happening on L1 right now that even if all of the synthetic staking and stuff is going on in L1 maybe, or on optimism, maybe that, that maybe like atomic swaps or things on L1 that would be useful. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I would. Case. I would yeah, personally. Yeah, I would personally be in favor of um, even doing a uh, just just implementing um, as is because it doesn't sound like the uh, risk that we're um, averting by even making it permissioned is is really too significant, um, and uh, it it definitely would would hinder uh, onboarding flow quite a bit. Um, but if if everybody else uh, can only get on board if it's permission, then um, I'm okay with that too. I'm kind of lacking enthusiasm to further in the UX. So I'm disinclined towards pursuing rate limiting. Um, we keep talking about the pursuit of v3 and v3 negates rate limiting anyway yeah I, th I think that's really just a almost a separate conversation from the bridge at this point since um it's always very difficult to talk about these kind of topics because we have a very unclear idea of what we're waiting for because v3 is often raised as something that is going to solve various problems <laughs> but if we're talking time scales how long can we endure something we need to know a date i think kane mentioned that there is going to be a set coming up that lays it out but not like we can ask him Yeah, at this at this point too, my um my concern with the peg on L two isn't even a hundred percent just the state of the peg right now. It's also um being able to react if if there's additional buying pressure on L two. So it might not seem like a big deal to arb down one percent right now, but you know, with the state of uh, SUSD liquidity on L two, um. It can pretty quickly, if if there's some demand for SUSD, go up to three, four, five percent. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. That that's fair. Fair. And a uh, full disclosure: Quenta is trying to set a a date for some kind of a. Uh, some kind of incentivized trading. So um, we're definitely going to take the SUSD uh, liquidity into mind. And that's kind of top of mind for me to not um, just arbitrarily set a date and cause a bunch of problems for everybody else on uh, on L2. But um, 
yeah, that's part of my motivation here for for thinking that maybe we need uh, if if it can't be permissionless, then um, a permission way to bridge uh, SUSD would just really help prevent problems there. Um, but we can always try to sync up the date with uh, when it actually looks like we might be able to have liquidity on on L2 to accommodate that. Because um, yeah, I definitely don't want to uh, start a start randomly pushing out incentives and and pushing the peg up to a dollar ten or something crazy like that. That's not um, not going to be ideal for anybody. I just want to clarify that when we say permission. It's not quite the word for what, what we're talking about. It's um, we're talking about allowing the protocol or the owner to to do this, the PDAO. It's not like we're going to have a whitelist that I would strongly oppose. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Okay. Ale, are you happy to discuss 230 and 258? Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, those are simpler. Um, the ones we discussed are like tough ones. Um, 258 and 230 are actually pretty simple uh, in terms of complexity and are, are ready. And they are also being sent to audit, only with a less priority than 252, if you agree. So it didn't pass, doesn't it? Yeah, if, if the council agrees that uh, 252 is a priority, then we will audit that one first and then um, do this one later. We will also try to to audit it at the same time, but they're pretty much ready. Yeah, I think escrow liquidation is a greater priority than the circuit breaker. Um, of course, I will try. I, I still need to hear back from the auditing firm, um, but I'll try to do them in parallel. I think it, we can. When do you expect uh, escrow to be uh, on chain? The escrow, if if the audit goes well, uh, yeah. we could be doing a release. Uh, um, Probably not next week, but early of the other week. If we, if the auditors don't find any critical vulnerabilities or awesome. issues that need serious refactoring. Great. And I believe those are the SIPs that are in flight uh, right now. 203 and 237 are out of scope for the immediate few weeks in terms of our capability to, to do work. 
there was a SIP uh, 257 that was uh, presented last week, and uh, I believe I didn't put it up for a vote until the council had some time to think about it. I'll set up the vote. Is it fine with the council, or do you need to have another presentation on this? We can vote. Sure. Yeah, how about the other step that was presented last week um, re related to distribution, distributing uh, SGSD fees to L2 stakers? So, uh, what happened last week is we had a lengthy discussion about uh, whether to go ahead with BB's uh, initial um, uh, implementation where uh, we had SGSD that's uh, sent to from L1 to L2 for stakers on L2 to claim. And uh, there was the alternative way of uh, just burning the SUSD uh, on, on claim. Or uh, whenever uh, we have the snapshots. So, so there was a back and forth on it last week. And uh, we said we'll revisit it on a, at another date. Uh, does anyone have uh, any strong opinions on whether we should uh, do the first or the other, so that I can ask DB to make the necessary changes to the SIP. I think the one-way sends uh, definitely doesn't work. Um, probably we should look into burning, I guess, if we really want to do that. Uh, But it probably needs a new SIP and a new presentation anyway. Okay. I'll ask DB to, to make the changes. Um, why do you think it doesn't work sending the SUSD? Because it's less uh, of a practical approach? Is that what you mean? I, I think one way doesn't it doesn't really solve any any problems for us. Like we talked about last week. Like yeah, we need yeah. ways, otherwise it's kind of DOA in my mind. I mean, like even like this week, we'd be net sending fees from L2 to L1, but we wouldn't have a way to do it. True, true. All right, yeah, it's, it becomes a bit problematic. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think generally it's it's just not really um, a priority for me, and I I am an L2 staker and very focused on L2, and I still just um, I. I think there are better ways uh, to do this, and I'm okay with uh, waiting, waiting a little bit until there's a a better way than just sending one direction. So that that was going to be a no from me um, anyway. Um, I would be more inclined to solve the problem of this uh, imbalance between fees on L1 and L2 um, by just doing something a little a little simpler that can be implemented faster, like um, uh, even you know, pushing, just using inflationary rewards to incentivize uh, L2, which I think we're already, uh, I don't have anything in front of me, but I think we're already higher on inflationary rewards there. I think that's fine as a temporary measure. And, and once we have the bridge up, um, that would be my ideal way of solving this problem is to just have the two-way bridge be able to actually send in both directions. 
Cool. Um, do you have anything else? Are we through all the agenda items? I think that's. I think that's about it. That was the two main pending items from last week. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's about it. There was nothing else. Um, there are uh, like a few um, zips uh, that are in draft. Uh, creating dodge perp, creating BMB perp, XMR perp, and um, these uh, haven't been presented. Uh, what's the status on them? Is it? Uh, are we waiting that to see if uh, it's feasible to add them as is, or is there something else uh, pending? Um. So I would be happy to present them, but um. There's a currently I'm not really sure how long it's going to take to get the feeds on Optimism mainnet. Um, okay. So I believe um, so. I've uh, discussed with uh, Chainlink today on this, and they asked me if uh, we wanted to go ahead with them or not. I told them um, I'm waiting for council to uh, to see if they're in favor of it or not. I don't want to ask to add a feed uh, to the chain without us actually using it. So if there is no objection to preliminary on having uh, these added to futures markets, I think we can proceed with a presentation. And I'll do the necessary with Chainlink. Which ones what was it? It was uh, Monero, Doge, and Binance Chain. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think we can put it up for a vote. I need to. I mean, I'm going to consider it a little bit more, but yeah, we can put it up for a vote if the feed is there. Um, I believe they're waiting for us uh, to uh, set up the necessary feeds. I'll, uh, Double check. Uh, uh, they're available on Covan, not on uh, mainnet, because I asked them to wait for the council to give feedback before uh, they go ahead and do the, do it, because otherwise they'd be setting up feeds that we won't be using. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask them today to, to set them up on mainnet. And uh, can, can you uh, present it today? Um, yeah, yeah, I can present it today. Okay, perfect. Just uh, throw throw those three on the uh, end of the agenda. I don't think they're. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll do it after uh, after the weekly sync. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't be uh, too complicated there. Yeah, pretty it's, yeah, it's pretty pretty straightforward. All right, Kev. Can I ask uh, you a question? Go ahead. Um, so we had SCCP 210 implemented, and it had the uh, impact of reducing heavily L1 volume yeah. on atomic swaps. Um, we're doing the vote yeah. version at the moment. Um, can you give us a brief summation of what happened and where we're going from here? So the reversion did happen. Like we didn't, we reverted back to the thirty basis point uh, pool. Um, is that, is that your right? question? 
Sorry? Isn't it still under vote? Sure, but uh, from what I understand, we had already the five uh, positive votes and there was no opposition from anyone on uh, 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 not uh, proceeding with it. Okay. And um, what is the 213, right? Yeah, 213. Yeah, we had six votes even uh, on it. So unless uh, you had a strong objection on it and uh, uh, would have like kind of, uh, we were asked uh, as a PDAO to to, uh, to proceed with it without uh, uh, contentiousness. I think you're misunderstanding um, the motivation behind my question. Um, so I'm trying to kind of get a, feel for what your plan is now regarding further adjustments to the Oracle source? Ah, sure, sure. Um, uh, for, from my side, I'm, I'm still like building the necessary uh, tools to be able to better assess uh, the risks and the uh, uh, impacts of uh, doing different changes to um, the price feed. So for instance, if we change the Bitcoin feed to the five basis point pool, what impact would it have in terms of uh, deviations from uh, uh, off-chain price sources? And also, I want to look at uh, the front runnability of uh, changing the TWAP, uh, TWAP uh, timer to something near zero seconds. So there are different things that have uh, I'm looking out currently when it comes to atomic swaps. And you don't plan on pursuing implementation of those in the near term? Uh, well, well the, it will be in the near term. Atomic swaps is, is the priority. So we can expect a 2102. Yeah, you can expect more the SCCPs hopefully on on atomic swaps. Okay. Um, and even there's a even there's a SIP as well that I'll be presenting later. Just today. because of the um, there was some ire amongst the community regarding the steep drop in in um, in volume. So just in order sure. to prepare them for further experimentation. Yeah, I mean we are standing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's um, still a new uh, exchange functionality, and it was a new use case, to be honest. It was unexpected to see so much volume because of uh, uh, this uh, exchange functionality within a short period of time. And uh, even the risks related to the protocol in terms of that is, it needs to be like, uh, be given a, a closer look, so it's it's still being it's still being researched. It's, it's not uh, we're not there yet. Um, can the community expect a reversion to the kinds of volumes that were being experienced previously, or is it probably a different market that the reversion has taken place in, and and so therefore that won't necessarily be quite um, comparable volume received as we go forward. So, uh, unfortunately, you cannot just uh, spin up another uh, contract 
and uh, allow exchanges on it uh, to take place automatically at a different price feed. It doesn't work that way. What you can do is you can change which pool it hops over when someone exchanges atomically, and you can change the TWAP parameter. And you can configure new new pools if you want, like a new synth to pool uh, mapping. Now, in the future, with V3, from what I understand, you can like configure anything. Anything that has a price feed, it can be configured. So it would be possible. But for the current implementation that we have on hand, you cannot have two atomic exchange functionalities going live hand-in-hand, uh, -hand, having two different uh, price feeds. So back to 100 mil a day is what you said, Caleb. That's what I heard. Well, if you want to go to 100 mil, let's get some integrations going. At least uh, uh, probably like that, that would be one. And two, we need more volatility. It's obviously a function of volatility. Thanks for covering it, Ed. No worries. Anything else uh, that we need to cover out of V2X scope, uh, Kev? No. Uh, I will flag that Perps is uh, Perps V2 is running its own dedicated board. It only has one ticket at the moment, which is the architecture work. Um, Arthur has submitted um a pr for review and that's uh currently underway so as that gets closer and busier we'll probably cover that in more detail there is also a conversation that's accelerating between synthetics and quenta for what quenta's planning um, and what uh, we're planning for the futures contract so watch this space for more info there and I think on V3, uh, I know that there will be some more dedicated sessions coming for V3, both for the uh, CCs internally, I think later this week, and then the community and the council uh, soon. I'll defer to uh, one of the V3 people, either Noah or somebody else to set those up. Watch this space. I don't know if uh, Noah is around, otherwise I can give a little update. Sure. Okay. Oh, there you are. There you are. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, you, you can go for it as well, though, uh, either way. No, sure. Uh, go, go for it. I think what you have to say is much more Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so basically uh, where things stand right now is we, we, we've got sort of a, a plan, uh, I'd say an outline of a plan uh, that would get us a version of V3 where we can sort of swap out the uh, like collateral and like uh, sort of staking and liquidity side of the system without interrupting how the markets um, and the assets are behaving as sort of a first phase 
of of the migration. So um, that's SIPs 300 through 306 or 307, um, and they're all on the site. So as we've been writing those, we've been sort of prototyping and doing R&D and code to um, you know, make sure that all the pieces sort of hang together or, or could hang together in a, in a cohesive way. And we're feeling good about um, sort of how, how that's all coming together. I think the plan is to schedule um, a SIP presentation for 301, um, you know, a, a, as soon as possible works for me. So I'm not, I'm not sure in terms of timing what's ideal. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, we're, we're making some good progress on that. So we're excited to get everyone up to speed and involved. Also, on, on other aspects of P3, uh, on the governance side, we were basically doing a few, a few tasks to polish the election experience to make it better based on the feedback that the community provided. And at the moment, we're doing feasibility research on the governor module and deciding uh, if we're going to use those resources at the moment or not for B3GM. Um, the thing is that what uh, the B3 team, what Noah just described, is very, it's looking very interesting. And, and we are sort of amazed at how, how much we can do without technical debt. So I guess that's what's changing right now uh, as of uh, previous epochs. Uh, in terms of how far B3 looks. So as a CC, at least, I'm, I, I don't see it as something super far. Uh, I actually see it as something we need to try to grasp as soon as possible because it's looking really cool. Are we going to get historical election data in the UI soonish? Already implemented. It's implemented? How do you go with that? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's uh, not hard, easy to find, but it's there. Uh, I've seen it in production. Okay, I'll have a look later. I think that's everything for V2X, perhaps V2 and a quick update on v3 um right. administrative thing i wanted to float um just do a temperature check on if we had this meeting on thursday at the same time instead of tuesday i know we need to hear from the from uh daniel and kane who aren't here but for the people who are here is there any objection to 48 hours later for this call Like every week or just yeah, every week. It it fits a little bit better. Like it'll be easier uh, on our end, like on the CCN, to coordinate um, and, and have things more and like get all the relevant people here. If we have if we have a couple days to co coordinate at the beginning of the week, uh, and then we have the call on Thursday instead of Tuesday. Yeah, um, I have no objections to that. But it is um, early Friday morning, Australia. Unless anyone else might object. Cool. I'm with it. No objections. Okay.
Cool. I'll, we'll check with the other people and then um, I have this on Thursdays from now on. Would it make Simple Man more vocal if we had it on Thursday? Thirsty Thursdays, you know, loosens them up a little bit. Yeah. I got to hear that. Russian accent. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, the presentations. Um, but uh, the floor is yours for uh, Dodge, BNB, and uh, Monero. All right. Um... So yeah, I did this in uh, three separate uh, SIPs just because we haven't um, had an asset listed in a little while. And I wanted to make sure that um, if there were any uh, objections to individual assets that it didn't hold up uh, the entire process, I'd like to see uh, something listed. And I, I think these ones were chosen because they uh, it seemed like they would be the least um, controversial. They're all um, really... Uh, fairly high market cap, high liquidity, um, and were, were chosen because of that. Um, so um, ENB in particular uh, was the um, winner of a, uh, a vote among the Quenta community um, and is offered on uh, other exchanges. Perpetual has it, uh, I believe, DYDX. Um, and then... Uh, Doge was chosen because it's extremely popular with traders. It's um, also a uh, you know among the dog currencies. It's it's kind of the oldest and most well known, and um, seems unlikely to uh, disappear tomorrow. So concerns of like rug pulls and things like that, like you might see with other meme tokens, um, are not really an issue there. Um, and also scored in the top three on that recent community poll. So it was pretty popular. Um, and it's also not available through competitors right now. So that made it fairly attractive to me. And then um, Monero was the one with the um, kind of the lowest market cap and the lowest liquidity in, in the list, but still actually better liquidity than assets we already have listed, like um, uh, Ape. UIDX. Like Say that again. DYDX. Oh, lower lower liquidity than or DYDX has lower liquidity. It, yeah, DYDX has almost no liquidity. Okay, as, as I can see. I see. Yeah. So um, so uh, and that one's also um, you know, fairly low low risk of a rug pull there. It's been uh, you know proof of work coin that's been functioning for a long time and also gives us some uh, opportunity to um, kind of uh, reach a, reach the Monero community, which, um, you know, a lot of people are, are holding spot there. It's an interesting thing to go off of uh, things that are available as ERC-20 tokens already and um, actually try to push the idea that you can use Quinta as like a hedging tool for your... Um, spot bags of these these older L1 coins. Um, so yeah, that was my, my rationale behind the, all these choices here. And uh, yeah, they all should have better better liquidity than uh, existing assets, so shouldn't be much risk there. Um, any questions, objections? I think you chose the 
right coins. There is no no objection from the council. It seems I'll uh, I'll set up the necessary votes on it and uh, uh, ask uh, uh, Chainlink to set them up for us on mainnet. I also like uh, do want to mention something that the more uh, a coin is liquid and available on different exchanges, the better. Uh, the latency uh, of the fees that's being offered, and so the lower the, the fees that we can we have to charge. So these would probably I would bet be on the upper end of uh, different price feeds. So we could expect low fees on them. Sounds great. I'm All right, we can get it up to a vote. Yeah, no, it's, I'll, I'll do the necessary, hopefully, between today and tomorrow. Uh, last uh, topic for today, I believe, unless uh, there's not something else, is the SIP uh, 258. Uh, SIP 258 is something that uh, came up when we were looking at data uh, that for, for atomic, uh, pertaining to atomic swaps that uh, had been taking place over the last few weeks. So in th uh, the original intention of uh, uh, SIP uh, 198 and SIP, um, was it 120 or 112? The original atomic swap uh, SIP uh, is to offer trading um, at uh, the worst price between TWAP um, and uh, uh, spots and chain link. So it should be the worst between the three. Now, after some uh, investigation based on the price feed on the executions uh, that took place over the last few weeks, we saw that it was effectively providing the worst price, except for uh, TWAP. TWAP was always getting hit at the min price. So it doesn't incorporate directionality of the trade into the price uh, pricing. So for example, if someone was, were to uh, buy, um, uh, sell, uh, sell ETH uh, to buy dollars, as ETH to buy SUSD, he would be getting a worse fill than what, should, what he should normally get. And therefore, uh, we have this SIP that fixes this, uh, uh, bug in the implementation where we incorporate directionality of the trade to be able to provide uh, uh, better prices for uh, for traders so that's that's it in a nutshell if there's any questions i'd be happy to try to answer them Go ahead, Tara. Uh, no, I was just unmuting myself. No questions <laughs> for me. No worries. So it's just a change uh, update in the functionality of, of atomic swaps to properly calculate the worst price between chain link uh, spot and TWAP instead of worst price between chain link and min spot TWAP. Okay. 
that's that's effectively it. I'll do you think maybe all... we could, um, go sorry. ahead? Um, I was go ahead. Say, do you think it would be worthwhile to um, wait just a little bit until the revert of the um, Uniswap pool goes back, so we can just sort of gauge the new respective volume with like a lower volatility market before making another change. Sure, that's, that's more of an uh, important change that's needed to be able to uh, better uh, offer better fees on, uh, on atomic swaps. So if you have TWAP that isn't maybe performing uh, as well as a spot, we wouldn't be able to lower fees to the point where the trading would be more attractive. So it won't be going live anytime soon. It's not going live like next week. It will take a couple of weeks to go through audits. And, but it is something that needs to be fixed. Otherwise, it's, um, it's not um, a good feature to have. Awesome. All right, I'll set up the vote on this. I guess that's it for today. There's no other SIPs uh, set to be presented. Um, I've sp spoken to DB, and uh, he'll be doing the necessary changes to the SIP to burn the LUSD, uh, SUSD fees uh, on uh, snapshots. So we'll present that uh, maybe next week or whenever it's the SIP is ready. Any other thing I can think of is there has been some tension within the Spartan Council public chat that might need addressing, but perhaps we can wait until Kane is back from holidays and Daniel's back from his Aerosmith concert to address that if we want to address it at all. Yeah, definitely. I think it would be preferable to have everyone on hand. Uh, to discuss uh, uh, the, the 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 tension, maybe, or is it maybe disagreement? <laughs> I think the disagreement on uh, SCPs and SIPs, and yeah, it should be addressed definitely. You you make a good point, but uh, it would be better to have it when everyone's on board. Hopefully next week. I'm glad you agree with me, Caleb. It's obvious, yeah. There's uh, definitely a bit more disagreement, but I don't think it's really that bad to have uh, uh, to have disagreement um, when when voting or when deciding on whether to vote or not to vote. You know, these are good things to have. You know, it means that the community is a bit more, uh, or the Spartan Council is a bit more lively, rather than just. Uh, rubber stamping uh, SIPs and SCCPs. Okay, everyone. Uh, Matt will be distributing co-ops shortly, so um, just make sure you DM him as soon as you can. Thank you all. Thanks for your time, everybody. Uh, make sure to get your, uh, your SCCPs in for me to rubber stamp. Swiftly. 
Likewise. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you.